Hi everybody, this is Maureen from High Point Reiki and Readings, and I just want to take a minute to let you know that I have made some tweaks to my website, so I'd love for you to go to check it out. It's www.highpointreikiandreadings.com, and that is the end of the plug section. So the thing I want to discuss today is something I'm calling disengagement which isn't really the right word, and I'll explain that a little bit, but um, it's that, you know, you're going through life in this kind of um, automatic way, because especially like if you have a nine to five kind of job, you may have new experiences at the job from time to time, but basically it's, it's kind of the same day in and day out. And if you take out the trash every Wednesday, and if you celebrate every Friday that you don't have to go in again, <laughs> like, depending on how structured your life is in the quote-unquote typical way, which I think is less typical than it used to be, especially because of the pandemic, but the more that structured format, or like going to school, you know, you go to school at the same time every day, you get home at the same time every day, all that kind of stuff, and you just kind of lose touch with what I'm calling disengaging from the, uh, like everything. Because <laughs> you get into this kind of monotony, this pattern, and you just sort of focus on what you're doing and, and don't think about a whole lot outside of it. Now, I'm not saying this applies to everybody, but probably a fair amount of you have this experience. I certainly have, you know. When you have to live paycheck to paycheck or when you're just going through a really difficult time emotionally um, or if you're experiencing a lot of fear and you feel like you need protection, your focus becomes keeping yourself safe and avoiding the things that scare you. Um, but what we lose in those kind of situations is all these amazing and wonderful and magical things in the world. And to be honest, you don't even have to leave your house to connect with them. Um, it's as much a mind thing as it is a physical thing. Um, but we'll discuss that too. So what you're not doing is you're not really disengaging you're more putting your focus in the wrong places or the same places <laughs> um, rather than expanding your vision to the whole world. And, you know, it just kind of makes life boring and, and feel more like a survival thing than a, a thing that you can enjoy. <laughs> so... <clears throat> Yeah, when you're just focused on doing the, the work or the school or whatever it is you do every day, um, you tend not to look extra long at the flowers or listen to bird calls or stop for a moment in the sunshine to feel how nice it feels on your skin. And other things that I'll, I'll cover as well. And that kind of cuts you off from all the beauty and all the the things we can have gratitude for in life. 
And there's tons of stuff, and it could be anything based on who you are and what you enjoy and what you value. You know, it doesn't have to be those things I just said. It can be something entirely different. Um, so recently I was having a conversation with a man, and it was the most wonderful conversation. And basically what he pointed out is that, um, you know, we're receiving information with both of our eyes, both of our ears, all five of our senses, and both halves of our brain. And all of those aspects of us have to figure out how to bring in this information and synchronize it and harmonize it. And that gets really exhausting. And I think that's why we put these blinders down sometimes, because we just get exhausted processing all that information. But the thing is, when you when you put those blinders on, it cuts you off from good stuff, too. So perhaps the key would be, uh, not the key, but a suggestion would be, you know, leave room for the, the pretty things, the exciting things, the fulfilling things in your life, too. Don't get so blindered, <laughs> if that's even a word, to to where you can't see those things anymore or can't. And it's not just seeing and experiencing things. It's also, um, I know someone, I am lucky enough to know someone who is a pediatric urologist. And one night I was at work cause I used to work overnight and it just dawned on me like how crazy that is. Like, little tiny people, like as tiny as you can get <laughs> as a person. And she's operating on one of the even tinier systems in that body. And it just blew my mind when I really like gave it a few seconds of thought to the point that I even sent her a message like, I think that's amazing that you can do that. <laughs> I couldn't help myself. Because once I actually took, and it, you know, it's not like I sat there and thought about it all night. It, you know, for a few minutes, I just thought about like, wow, like the training and the work and the knowledge and the agility of the hands and like the, the wonderful positive things that come out of it, solving problems for people, you know, like that's just amazing. So it kind of blew my mind. So I had to say something, but <clears throat> it's that kind of thing though. It's like, I had known this about this person for years, years and years and years. And it only dawned on me in that moment when I took the time to think about it, to pay attention to it and say, you know, what's actually involved in that? Because I don't actually know. I'm not a doctor. But if you think about if you have children or no children, you know how small they are and you know how intricate it is dealing with full-sized body parts. Now imagine that on a much smaller scale. So anyway, um, also, um, I do have notes here. I'm trying to follow them. But it was that, that taking a closer look or 
thinking more deeply about something that I had never thought about before that really like opened it up for me. And this happens to me actually quite often with music. I'm a big music person. I'm a musician myself just as a hobby. And I love listening to and analyzing music. And so that's just kind of a hobby of mine. So if you have some favorite music of yours that you've listened to a hundred million times, and then say you learn a new fact about, and this is why people do this, by the way, in case you didn't know, this is why people research how the music is recorded. This is why people research. That's why they like all the extras on the DVDs talking about why movies are made, because it can throw it into a whole different perspective and enable you to appreciate it more. But what I do, because I'm mostly a vocalist, is I listen to how they're singing. I listen to how they make their syllables. You can hear even more the story the vocalist is trying to tell with how they sing it. How they form this vowel and that vowel. Or how long they hold this note. Or if they add a little texture to their voice for this particular word. Like, there's all these different things that will emerge. And, you know, you can listen to a song a million times and because you love it, and it's the greatest song ever. And then one day you're just sitting there listening, and all of a sudden you hear something you didn't hear before. And it's just like, it blows your mind all over again. And it's such a great thing. And why not have stuff like that all the time in your life, or as much as you possibly can? So, and, and this is true with like visual things too. Like if there's a place you like to go take walks, just look a little harder or just psych yourself out. Say, you know, I mean, before you go on your walk, just tell yourself, I'm going to notice something I've never noticed before. I'm going to make an effort to notice something I've never noticed before. Or, you know, when I get to this fork in the path, I always go left. I'm going to go right today. You know, just finding new ways to enjoy or appreciate or just process what you do. Like, even if you stick to your exact same routine every single day, you can even find things within that. Um, I recently was talking to someone at my work and they said they like to listen to music without words, like classical and jazz. I was like, what a great idea. So I went in my car <laughs> for one of my breaks and I threw on the classical station. And the way the music partnered with like the pretty scenery I was seeing outside, because we have this little pond with trees around it at my work. It just like, I just felt this like, this like sinking calm descend upon me. And it was just a really nice experience and one I wouldn't have had if I hadn't, you know, gotten that advice from a coworker. It wasn't even advice. It was just like, oh, yeah, that sounds like a really good idea, actually. So, um, so a lot of the reasons we disengage is just because, you know, like I said, we're doing the same thing day after day after day. It may even be because you're in a survival mode because of living paycheck to paycheck. You're worried about you know, is the car going to break down? Is the refrigerator going to die? Just different things like that. And 
you know, you're worried that Big Bill is going to come up and just ruin everything. This, like, perfect tightrope balance you've created. And so you keep your focus straight ahead. It's like, it's like walking through fire sometimes. Because I've, I've been in that position. I've been... I... You know, not everybody has a car, but I got a car when I was pretty young because I saved money and I worked a lot when I was younger, even. And then I got to a point where one of my cars broke down or got in an accident or something, and I just didn't have a car. And I had to figure out how to make it work without a car. And it was really hard. And... I was living in a not-so-safe place at the time, so there was that added anxiety. And just different things like that happen, and then you just find yourself hyper-focused on just getting through the day, you know? And so if you can factor in some time in your day, even just like a minute, to think more deeply about something or look more closely at something... And it can even be something you already like. It doesn't have to be. It can be something you've never taken a good look at before. Even if it's a thing you don't like. (laughs) Which is going to be my suggestion at the end of this. Try it on something you don't like. But let's start out with things we do like. Listen to an album. Yes, I'm old. Album or song that you love to death. But try to listen to it in a new way. And I don't mean standing on your head. I just mean like, <laughs> that That could be fun, actually. Try that. It could be great. Um, but try to open your ears. Try to feel the emotions. Try to notice what all the different instruments are doing. If you can pick out like the bass track or the drum track or whatever. If you can focus on something you never focused on before in the music. Like, it could it could open a whole new world to this thing you already love. Um, by the way, here's an interesting thing. The bass line in um, Like a Prayer by Madonna is a really great bass line. So if, if that ever comes on your stereo or you want to go look it up and put on some headphones that really bring out the bass in the music, trust me, it's great. Um, so we just have a lot of reasons... Um, to disengage. Sorry, trying to get back to my (laughs) notes here. I'm not good at following notes. Um, Yeah, hyper-focus on survival. If you're overwhelmed by an emotional situation. Now, something I wanted to bring up here, and actually, you know, because I am a medium and I've done medium readings, one of my favorite things to ask, I always ask at the end, is um, what's something you do to let them know you're still around? And usually it's a symbol that you might see, like, on a, another car or in real life. Like, I've had... One of my favorite ones was, um, like, if you're walking around and you suddenly hear someone, like, in a party of people laughing extra loud. <laughs> like, how cool is that? Like, what a cool sign. I was a little jealous, actually. That's not one of my signs for my people, but um, a lot of people have like butterflies or birds or dragonflies. 
um, you know, finding coins, hearing music you don't normally hear that's from an era or that has a connection with the two of you, something like that. It can be any one of those things. But the thing I've noticed, because um, I've been through a few of my own experiences with grief, is that they're almost trying to you know, the person you love that's on the other side is trying to disengage you from that sadness you're feeling. It's usually something joyous. It's usually something that will light you up or make you laugh or something like that. Because they want you to know that you don't belong in that state of thinking about that forever you know, and, and feeling that sadness. I mean, it takes the time it takes. There's no way around it. If you have grief, you got to give it room. I promise I'm not going to turn this into a discussion about grief, but I actually have a video on YouTube where I talk about grief. So if you ever want to look that up, you can, but, um, you know, we get so deep into our grief. It's unavoidable especially if a person meant a whole lot to you and then it'll be that moment like and we've even seen videos online about it I'm sure you know a bird lands on them or a butterfly lands on them or something like that just their way of letting you know they're still around but it also kind of it's exciting and it brings joy to you that's the other thing that I think is happening in those moments and you just you just see it and you know, like they're with you. They haven't really left, you know. So anyway, and as for the fear and protection feeling, the need to cut yourself off from dangers. Um, you know, like I said, you can, you can do this from your house. And actually, you know, just look out your window or, like I said, listening to your favorite music that you like and listening in a different way. And uh, it may even relieve some of that feeling of fear. Now, I'm not, I'm not talking about, like, actual life threatening in the sense of like someone coming to your house and trying to hurt you. I'm not talking about that. I'm just, the world can get so scary and it can get so uncertain and, and it can feel dangerous. And, and sometimes you just have this feeling like it's not safe out there. It's not always true. And I'm not the person that's going to decide whether that's true or not for you. Only you can really decide that. Or maybe a professional psychologist if you feel like, you know, that's someone you're willing to talk to. But, but engaging in things that you love, it could possibly open you up in other ways too. So it's it's more of a... It's like taking a step back from those things that inundate you every single day. So we'll go into the benefits part, and I talk about that here. Um, 
So the benefits of, of re-engaging with something and make sh- like start out with something you absolutely love. Like if it's a song, if it's a movie, if it's a place you like to go visit, if it's a, an experience you like to have, like if you're into wall climbing or hiking or even going to an arcade or a library, like it can be any of that, but you can experience it in a whole new way. But um, if you do this, it will change your focus and perspective. Like usually you go to the library to just find your book that you want. Some people like to sit there and enjoy the peace and quiet. Maybe if you don't normally, you could try people watching the next time you go and just see, you know, you might get to see that little moment where that person finds the book they've been looking for and they're excited about it. But they're going to be quiet about it because they're in a library. So if you're not paying attention, maybe you would have missed it. But that little moment of like glory or excitement that passes over their face, even if it's just for a split second, and and you get to be in that moment with them, you know, like that's kind of fun. That's kind of exciting. Um, and then you'll see the library, like you'll have a deeper appreciation for the library, right? Because it's like, oh yeah, it's really exciting to find that book you've been looking for. It's really exciting to start a new journey through reading. Um, it also helps you take a step back from things that have been overwhelming you. So if your focus is always on work or always on home or always on taking care of your children or something like that, Even just like when you're doing those things, just taking a moment to take a breath and say, you know, and and kids are actually a great source of this because like there's always that thing of like you're really frustrated with them and then they just do the cutest thing you've ever seen. It's just like, oh yeah, that's why I'm doing all this stuff. I'm not excited to do all the time. (laughs) Um, But like in your home, like give yourself a good five or 10 minutes to look out your window or, and see what unfolds for you out there. Or see if you can figure out which, which room in your house you like to be in the most. Like that's a fun little thing to do, right? Um, that, that's another point I want to make. This involves playing too. This involves Like, if you're in your house and, and, you know, you have the blessing of really not having a lot to do, maybe figure out where your favorite room in the house is. Maybe even it's a favorite corner. Maybe, you know, like, like where does it feel the best to be? And maybe that's different on different days. And so, like, just do this little exploration in your own house of, like, where you like to be, where the energy feels the best, where you're happiest, where you're the most content, where you're the most comfortable. You know, you can make several categories and find those places in your house, but it'll bring up this new appreciation. Even if it's just a little, like, apartment, like one-bedroom apartment, you can still find that area in your house that you like the best, you can still find the room where you're the most comfortable. It may not be the bedroom, you know? That's what you're, you're trying to find out. Um, 
Or, you know, maybe even think of things like, where would be the best place to hide something if I needed to hide it? <laughs> if I was going to shoot a video of myself to put up somewhere, which room or which corner of the room would be the best corner or part or room? You know, just like, like do things like that. Try to see your, your place you spend a lot of time in in a different way. Um... And it can make, and it may, you know, motivate you to spruce things up a bit. It may just make you like that little part of your house a little bit more or appreciate it in a different way. Like, I feel like that would be fun. Um, if if you engage in, in these types of things, it can also make something you already love exciting again. So here's a cool experience, and this is another thing you can do. If if you really are into something, like if you're really into the Beatles, there's tons and tons of books about the Beatles, how they recorded songs, where they got the ideas for their songs, etc., etc. And, and reading about that stuff, even if it's just a little snippet on one website, and then going back and listening to the song again, it can change the song. You know, um, I recently... I'm really into older movies because it's just weird to see life from that perspective. It's, it's so different than now. So it's interesting to see. But um, they recently did a feature on the old movie channel, TCM, uh, about the composers. And they were talking about the movie Psycho, the Alfred Hitchcock movie. And... He had a lot of budget struggles and everything like that with that movie because the studio didn't really want to make that movie. And so he had to put a lot of his own money into it. And one of the places he had to scrimp a bit was on the soundtrack. And so he got Bernard Herrmann, who was a well-known composer back then for movie soundtrack music. And he told him he could only use strings. Well, there's number one. I never knew that that movie soundtrack had nothing but strings in it. Now, that leaves you a lot of options. You know, you have violin, you have bass, you have cello, you have viola. But still, I never noticed there were no flutes. I never noticed there were no drums. You know what I mean? Like, I just never noticed things like that. And um, it just helped me. Like, I did watch... I only watched part of it because I had to go to bed, but... I did watch enough of it to, to like, oh, that is, like, I never noticed. And this is so cool to watch it with this new information and learn, you know, like it was, it was so well done, done. You didn't even notice, you know, that any, nothing was lacking because of the way the music was written, but it helped me appreciate the music more because I had never, you know, a lot of us will watch movies and soundtrack doesn't necessarily make an impression on us. And I had the opportunity for it. I mean, I always liked it, but I never knew, you know, that, that extra detail about it. And that just made me like it even more. Um, <clears throat> so if you, if you do this re-engaging into things it will bring back this childlike mindset that a lot of us lose as we get older. 
and we learn more things and we feel like we know everything and we feel like we don't need to learn anything else sometimes, especially if it's a matter of, well, I don't have a lot of time or I don't have a lot of energy to put into these other things. These little fun things that you can do don't really take a lot of time. I mean, if you can get a whole day where you can go and re-experiencing something in a whole new way, that's fantastic. But you can just take little things in your day that happen every single day and just try to look a little deeper at it. Try to be a little more curious about it because that's that's another thing that'll happen. You'll you'll get more curiosity if if you're like me. Like, okay, now I want to go research even more about other movie soundtracks. Now I want to um, learn more about pediatric urology and how wildly delicate and specific it really is. And, you know, just like different thoughts. And you may find yourself going down a path you never imagined before just because you took those few extra moments to think about something in a different way. Um, so yeah, it'll bring back your childlike mindset, at least in, in some ways. You know, I'm not saying you have to go around looking at everything like you've never seen it before, but you already know what you know. Like, think of this. You already know what you know about the thing. Is there something you don't know yet? Is there something you haven't seen before? Is there something you haven't appreciated before? And um, I have a list of recommendations of how, but I feel like I've covered a lot of them. Uh, revisit something that you're already in love with. So music, movies, locations, things like that. Um, you can go a step further and analyze it. Like I was saying about the music, like I'll listen to a song again. Like what I'll do is when I find a new song that I really like, I'll just like listen to it a bunch of times. And then I, I'm like, okay, now let me listen to the vocals. Now let me listen to the bass line. Now let me listen to the drums. And um, <clears throat> if you start to pick up those those little things and see like what that particular artist in the whole combination is doing and what they're adding and you can start to see their intent and their emotion that they're trying to convey it's it kind of you know brings the whole song to another level especially if it's one you already liked before um connecting your feelings to an experience you have every day that's something so what I mean is like, say you drive to work every day, but maybe, you know, depending on the drive, and I don't mean like <laughs> if if the traffic jam makes you frustrated, don't go deeper into that frustration. That's not what I'm talking about. Maybe if you're if you're stuck in traffic, start to look around at the other cars, start to see what the other people are doing. Try to even imagine what that person's like or, you know, what kind of job they're headed to. Like, it, it's just a really fun way to play with the, you know, situation that you're stuck in. And, you know, if you're 
in a bad mood about the traffic and don't feel like it, that's okay. But it's a way to keep your mind occupied and maybe change your perspective. Or maybe if you don't want to look at the people in the cars, look around at where you are stuck on the highway or the road and see if you can pick up on something that, you know, like maybe there's a cool bird sitting in the bush over there, or maybe there's a flower growing where, you know, you didn't imagine a flower would be, or maybe there's a cool forest along the side of the road that you never got to take a good look at because you're usually going too fast. You know, it can be anything. You can even appreciate other cars, their bumper stickers, their license plates, see how many people are you know, their cars are from out of state or something like that. Like, you know, just whatever it takes for you to, to kind of get into a different mindset, to, to pull yourself back from that frustration if you can. And if you can just do this, it just has to be like with one thing a day. I have a feeling if you do this, if you focus on doing it at least once a day, you're going to start doing it in other places you didn't expect. And it's going to start to get really fun and exciting. So just give it a try. See what you can do with it. And um, uh, the real challenge will come, as I was saying before, is trying it with something you don't love. So if you don't like going to work because there's somebody's like voice in the next cubicle that really annoys you. <laughs> try to think of it. Try to think of their, you know, what if they were a TV announcer? What would they be announcing about? What kind of product would they be pushing to the public? Where would you put their voice in a schematic like that? If you were a, a radio station owner from the olden days and you really needed the perfect guy to plug, you know, XYZ and this guy has the perfect voice for that maybe only that but still it can add this level of appreciation to it you know um but all in all what the what I really wanted to end with is um you're probably not really a pessimist even if you think you are because if you just give yourself a little bit more time to think about it's natural to, you know, if you come to a frustrating situation, it's perfectly natural to be like, ah, this is terrible. I knew this was going to happen. I knew it was going to end exactly this way. You know, that, that to many would be pessimistic. But then if you have a little bit more time to think about it, if you, if you engage with even that, you might think, but you know, Um, it's not that bad because, you know, by the time I get there, everybody will already be inside and I won't have to wait for an elevator. Like if it's a traffic jam, it's not that bad because like, usually we get to that point. It's, it, you know, it's almost like a point of acceptance. (laughs) Like this is just the situation I'm stuck in. I'm not going to be able to get myself out of it. Let's try to think of good things that will come from it. And try to think of, I mean, if you're on the highway and you're stuck because there's an accident, number one is you weren't one of the people in the accident. That's fantastic. That's already a great start. And I hope that, you know, everyone in the accident was okay, of course, but 
the fact it's okay to be grateful that that you weren't the one in the accident you know it's okay to say you know thank god <laughs> like i don't have to figure out how to get my car fixed because you know that's all that happened it was just a little fender bender that's all we don't we don't want to assume the worst but just try to change your perspective wherever you can whenever you have the time and the space and the room this isn't a matter of denying the emotions you're feeling it's a matter of inviting in other emotions to kind of temper that frustration with to temper that anger or sadness with if you're really really sad about somebody you lost and a butterfly comes and lands on your hand and you believe a hundred percent that they sent that butterfly to you to say hello the best way to thank them for that is to feel the joy and the magic of that moment and yes you're gonna cry and yes you're gonna be sad and you'll you know but also like they want to share that moment of joy with you think about that so that's why they sent it. So in, even in times of grief, it doesn't mean your grief is going to magically dissolve away. Because it doesn't work that way. But try to enjoy that moment. Because they sent it specifically to you. To make sure that you didn't forget that there's still joy in the world. That there's still love and beauty in the world. So... And, and that's true in any situation, even when it's not a message from someone on the other side. There's love, there's joy, there's beauty, there's things to appreciate everywhere. We just have to look. Sometimes we have to look a little harder, but that's okay. Because you can do it. You can do it. A hundred percent. So <clears throat> that is my talk on disengagement. Or more about putting your energy or attention into places that you shouldn't always put your energy and attention on. Sometimes you need to, to broaden your horizon a bit. Sometimes you need to remember there's joy and beauty and love and, and wonder in the world still. And if you can get back to where you can get in touch with that vibe, that childlike vibe... You're going to learn a lot. You're going to have happier days, more joy. And you're going to be able to reappreciate things that you thought you were done with. You're going to find new joy and new appreciation, even for the things you see every day. So just give it a try, some of the things I talked about. And um, I hope it makes your life a little lighter and happier and more beautiful. Okay, have a wonderful rest of your weekend. Bye!